till I catch all these tennis balls. <laughs> all these honeys crawl. Are we recording? Yes. Sweet. <laughs> what is up, guys? <clears throat> this is uh, another episode of Uncorked with David Overstreet. And I have with me Dalton Locke. Hey. He is with us, or me. Um, we're going to be talking about... Um, what binds us in this series um, as Christian men? Um, just talking about the things that keep us from from being the men we're supposed to be in Christ. First up is going to be anger this week. There's a lot of that going around. I feel like. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty easy to get angry. Yeah. Yeah. I can't talk about anger with this music going. It's too happy. <laughs> You just can't be angry with this music going. Can't be angry no. with this music going. Like, no blowing your top over here. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, guys. Um, before we get started, as always, go uh, go follow the the, the podcast, a Free Wine Eleven Bread. We just released another episode. It had been a minute, but um, we all had some personal. Um, I don't want to say vendetta. What's the word I'm looking for? The Vend- personal. Vendetta would be for this episode. Right. Let's <laughs> we'll save that for this one. Um, we had personal things going on, so we, we took some time away, but we're back, and um, yeah, I think it's a great episode. Yeah, Check the episode out. we dropped was Ship of the Friend Variety. Yeah, Ship of the Friend Variety, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like people see that, and they get a good laugh. But what's this about? There Maybe they actually think it's about a ship or something. Yeah, a ship called Friend. A ship called Friend, yeah. It's the Friend ship. I would name my ship Friend. My dog is just staring out the window. It's cute right now. But anyways, so yeah, go check that out. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Patreon, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Also check out the past Uncorked episodes. Yeah. Uh, we talked about um, success, talked about failing, we talked about um, discipline, motivation, all that good stuff. So let's uh, let's get into this one tonight. Um, let's do it. Talking about anger. So let me ask you, Dalton. What's the time that you um, you completely let anger take control? <laughs> like you had a moment where it was just like unhinged. Just unhinged. Emotion. Um, I would say that actually happens a lot with the work. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's the place. If you're looking for angry me, that's where you, that's where you go. Yeah. Work. Or angry anybody, yeah. work. Uh, it's it's too easy for me to get to that point with the job that I have because I'm not around anybody. Yeah, and I'm kind of just by myself. Yeah, um, and I can like hide myself from the camera, like when I want to, just like let the anger out. Yeah, and stuff. Do so. you think it would be easier if you had people around you to to not get angry? Absolutely. Why is that? Just because you don't want people to see you angry, or just like yeah, yeah, like. <sighs> God sees us, you know, in every facet of our lives. And, you know, you hear the 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 saying that, like, you are who you are when you're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that, that truth doesn't escape me, but I definitely let the anger out more when I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I don't see, I don't, like, it's easier to have more composure when I'm around people, I guess. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, 
I know there are several times at my job where certain people, um, customers that come in just get on my skin, I guess, because they don't, especially people who were just like born in a different culture, I suppose. Like there are a lot of people, um, that are from India that come in or like have ancestors in India. So they obviously have a different culture of what, um, service is. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, I mean, that's a lot of different countries too. So it's, they are very particular about things and very, I don't want to say needy, but they're, um, they have a high standard. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um, and you know, coming into those situations, I know that, but I still let myself get to that point. And you're right. Like there are people around. So it's like, I'm like holding it in. Like, Oh, I mean, if I, if I was by myself in that moment, wouldn't be pretty. Um, yeah, but yeah, I would, I would kind of say that too. Just work is the main catalyst for that. Um, what was your reaction after like, what is your usual reaction after that moment of anger? Like, do you go straight to God or do you um, just kind of de-stress or do you talk, have to talk to somebody? Like, how do you usually go about handling it after after it happens? Um, so, usually when I'm in a more healthier state of mind, then I'll go straight to God afterwards. You know, I, um, like, I'll realize how angry I'm getting and I'll just kind of stop myself and I'll go to God in prayer. If I'm not in a healthier state of mind, then I'll continue in the anger until it turns to depression. Okay. And so it's like all that anger where I was like able to like pin it up on somebody in my mind. Mm -hmm. Now I've pinned it up on myself and I get so angry at myself that I like, it's like I get angry at myself and then I react to myself and I get depressed. Yeah. I'm thinking about how angry I am. (laughs) It's like a loop. It's It's like a never ending loop. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that man. Um, why do you think Christian men struggle with anger? Um, I feel like it could be a a plethora of things. Um, one, um, when we feel like we're not, when we feel like justice takes a back burner, Mm-hmm. Um, so like when things get overlooked or a blind eye turned towards them, um, it, it can be really easy to get to a point where you just feel like the world's unfair and it's against you. Okay. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of different things. It depends on what race you are. It depends on mm-hmm. your background and everything that. Everybody has some environment. Yeah. Everybody has a reason to be mad, honestly. Yeah. I've just, I've talked to a lot of guys who, um, who have that kind of mentality about it, about, um, just kind of, it's more of the victim. Like this is out to get me. Like this is, um, unfair. If you'd say unjust. Um, I remember, um, this past week at, at the, uh, the sermon at church, they were talking about, uh, we're in, First Thessalonians right now, and we was talking about like righteousness versus self righteousness, mm. and like how self righteousness is like your own standard of what's right, what's wrong, um, versus God's righteousness. Yeah, I feel like it's that way with with um 
justice too, like kind of what you're saying. Like we want our standard of what we think is justice right. in our mind. And um, it it's most of the time different from what God's view of justice is in that moment because vengeance is the Lord's, it's not ours to take um, as we're told. Um, so that being said, is it, is there a clear difference in how you handle your anger now versus before your walk with God? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it like, so the situations that I find myself in now are probably only 20% of what I felt before. Okay. Um, before I would get to the point where like I would be angry and then I would be depressed for weeks. Really? For weeks. Mm. And like I would come home and I would do whatever I needed to do and then I would sleep mm. from like until I had to be the work at work the next day. And I would often be late because I slept slept later than I needed to. Yeah. Um and I I was constantly suicidal. Yeah. Um so like the what I feel now is honestly probably not even 20% of that. Um, because usually I catch myself within a couple hours if I don't catch it right away. Okay. Um, yeah. So what are, what are some strategies that you found? And, but want to make one thing clear, like, I mean, we as Christian men are still struggling with this. Um, so this is no mean by no means a, we've conquered it, do what we do type of episode. It's more of like, we're all struggling in this together. Let's talk about some solutions. Maybe a listener hasn't heard about, maybe a listener is looking for, um, take it with a grain of salt, but also know that we are all brothers in Christ and we're struggling through this together. And it's important that we have a conversation about it. Even if maybe we are in a place where we haven't fully 100% conquered it. Yeah. Because we are still young Christian men. Um, So that being said, what what are some strategies that you feel um, are effective in, if not handling it, managing? Yeah. Um, well, first I want to start off by saying that, like, so God tells us to love him with all of our mind, body, heart, and soul. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's four different dimensions to the person that is you, that is me. Um, and you've got to take care of all four of those, your yeah. heart, your mind, your body, and your soul. Uh, so emotions, mentality, um, strength and mm. spirit. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be constantly taking care of those and you know, you, you take care of your body with strength training or with exercise, mm-hmm. your mind with, um, intellectual exercises like reading or doing math or, um, being creative uh, your heart by constantly checking it with the word of God and your spirit by constantly checking it with the word, with the word of God and staying in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like anger can attack through any one of those four. Um, <clears throat> for me, I spend a lot of time working on my spirit, my heart, and my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking up new information. I'm very like, I love to be intellectually stimulated and um, so I'm constantly working on those, but where I fail is the strength, like the body. Mm-hmm. And so I can sometimes beat myself up about that. Um, but kind of forgot where I was going with all this. No, no, no. But, um, but 
what was the question again? So, like, what are some strategies that you feel are effective? In yeah, managing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's easy for me to go to God in prayer mm-hmm. and to get out of my body for a second and just kind of like focus on my spirit, mm-hmm. focus on my heart, um, to pay attention where my heart is going in this emotion. Um, and so the first strategy is always to sit down and sort out my thoughts, ask myself why I'm angry. Is it really about this situation or is it about something that I'm blaming myself for or anything else? Mm -hmm. Getting to the root of the matter. Um, And then after that, I try to pray about that root with God. And I sit there and, um, you know, I ask him, is this really something to be mad about? Is there something I can do about it? Uh, And so on and so forth. And then, you know, usually five minutes of prayer and I'm kind of feeling better. And then I have to focus on my mind and keep it from going back to that scenario. Uh, because if I'm not careful, then I'll just end up right back where I was in yeah. my heart. What are, what are some things like when you say you have to check your mind, what are some things that you have to tell yourself in that moment when your mind tries to go back to those feelings? Yeah. So um, if I'm mad at a specific person, then I try to pray for them mm-hmm. uh, because it's kind of hard to keep hating somebody or blaming somebody when you're praying for them. Right. Um, and it sets your mind on kingdom things rather than your own self-righteousness, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, there was this one woman uh, on my route that was just, like, super rude to me. Like, she hadn't even acknowledged my existence before she was rude to me. Mm. Um, and... Like I was already having a bad day. So that was like the thing that pushed me off the ledge. Mm. And I had to remind myself that this person is a child of God. Yeah. That they, they are a reflection of God. And, um, I don't want to treat a reflection of God any way that they don't deserve to be treated. Um, and so I try to, I try to view her in that light and forgive her as Christ has forgiven me um, because that's all throughout the scriptures. You know, you must forgive others as Christ has forgiven you. Um, And then I try to pray life into her life, into her day. Mm -hmm. So I try to pray like blessings and um, encouragement into her life. Even if I'm not like praying with her, I'm praying for her after the situation has passed. Yeah. And I think I remember you talking about this, it was one on, it was probably one of our earlier episodes, probably the reconciliation episode. There are people who, who say like, I want to pray for them and they don't mean it genuinely. Yeah. It's more of kind of a backhanded thing or it's kind of like they're wrong. So that's why I'm praying for them. Yeah. No, it's, we're praying for them because of our own heart. Mm -hmm. Like we've, um, what it doesn't matter. God is the one that should determine what is right and wrong, not that person or us. So I think that that's an important sign of maturity. Um, what you're talking about there, just keeping, keeping your mind in check. I think a lot of people have, have this misconception that when that happens, it's impossible to get yourself out of it. And it's, 
the fact of the reality, the reality, the fact of the reality, there's a sound bite. <laughs> what? Um, the reality is anger is an emotion, mm-hmm. just like happiness, just like sadness. It's an emotion. And just like being sad in a moment, sometimes when things are, are going, not going your way, like it's, it's hard to hold that back. Yeah. It's hard not to let that come through. Um, and so that's why I feel like in that moment we let the emotion kind of drive us, but the, the difference is God. Like we know God is there to help us with that because we can't overcome that by ourselves. That's why we go to God. So we get in the word. Um, and that's why we pray. Um, praying is definitely where I start. <laughs> because like if I'm having a bad night, it's I just need to to be in contact with the father because there's have you ever just like been upset at something and then vented to somebody and you feel like you just you don't feel better? Yeah. You know, like there I've I've done that sometimes with coworkers. Or I used to do that sometimes with coworkers. Like I would be frustrated about something and I would just tell them about it and then hope that that alleviated my anger, but it just gets me more worked up. Yeah. I feel like with God, we come to him, we bring it to him and it ta- I don't know, it's just the Holy Spirit just takes it off. Um takes it off of our heart. Um but now that we've kind of talked about, you know, in the moment anger, um just kind of an everyday type situation, I kind of want to touch on like long-term anger. Mm-hmm. Um like borderline holding grudges. Like yeah. Um, why, why do you feel like we hold grudges? Like maybe there's a situation where we do get mad in that moment and we don't say anything, but we just kind of let it sit on our heart and we don't fight with that person, but maybe we don't reconcile either. Yeah. Why do you think it's easier to do that? Um, I think there are two reasons. I think one is it's comfortable not to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, to just kind of let it sit there. And eventually you get to a point where you don't really even realize it's there anymore until maybe like a little scenario comes up and you're reminded of it. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you can uh, consistently just like suppress that truth, like suppress that fact that you're still mad at this person. Um, I think that's one reason. I think another is it's our own form of self, self-righteous judgment. Yeah. Like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in, in my life that there have been times when I've held grudges against people, um, because I felt like they, they had wronged me, but I feel like sometimes it's also because we know that we messed up. In, in certain ways, we know that um, we didn't handle a certain situation the right way, and we don't want to confront that reality and that truth. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so, in those situations, like, how do you how do you break the ice? How do you break that barrier? And you reconcile. Maybe it's with a person or with a family member, whatever it be. Like. I don't know. I, I feel like 
there are some times when I've I've tried to reconcile with people and it just wasn't the reaction that I thought I was going to get or the feeling I thought I would get or it just went completely wrong. Yeah. Um, have you had that experience with I, anybody? I have, yeah. Um, if that is the case, like, I, I know in that moment I kind of feel stupid. Like, it was... I'll just give this as an example. There was a, a person I used to work with who um, we had just a really bad night at work working together. Um, I'm not going to really go into the specifics of what happened, but we just, it was one of those like, we don't speak every time we see each other. It's just kind of passive aggressive, like one word answers. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to walk past you. And then one day I felt it on my heart to go up to her what up to her and just apologize for everything. Like just be like, Hey, I'm sorry. Um, this happened. Um, I misunderstood what you were saying. This is what I meant. And like kind of acknowledged my part in it. And then she said something to, I can't remember what it was, but I just remember feeling like, well, this didn't get solved. And like we both walked away and it still felt like it was there still. So, I mean, in that moment, what what do you what do you do? Like, how do you how do you handle that? Well, I mean, <clears throat> you can't control what the other person's going to do. You can't control what they're doing in their own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to realize that this person may not be willing to forgive you when you go to try and reconcile with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that point, you've done what you need to do, um, and it's on. It's kind of on them if they choose not to forgive you. Um, now that doesn't mean that you, there's nothing else that you can do. You can continue to pray for them. You can continue not to hold a grudge against them, even if they're holding one against you. Um, because then that's when it gets into like, um, loving your enemy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like even if you don't see them as an enemy, but they see you as one, Mm -hmm. then you show them kindness. And I think that's where Jesus says that like you're in doing so you heap, burning coals on their head. Yeah. Um, and I don't even like, I used to read that as like, Oh yeah, that's getting, that's giving them their just desserts, like (laughs) treating them kindly in a, an ironic way. Yeah. But I don't think that's what it is. I think it's like, if you dump burning coals on somebody's head, then they're going to like, obviously they're going to react but in a dramatic way, like they're going to step back, kind of like shake it off, Mm -hmm. but it's going to get them thinking about what just happened. Right. And so I think that is like what Jesus is talking about when you treat somebody with kindness, when they're unforgiving of you can kind of confuses them a little bit. It confuses them and it gets them thinking about the situation because it makes them take a step back from themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just kind of, going back to the bitterness that can come with long-term anger that's not handled, that's not properly managed. Um, I think that that's a foothold for the devil. That's, that's what I've always considered um, when, when holding any sort of grudge like that. It, I find myself sinning more in those situations because it's like when you have those that bitter heart about something it just opens the door for so many other things 
Um, and I think you're right. Taking the approach of I'm going to forgive myself and then I'm going to act kind to this person and, and I'm not going to worry about if they get what they deserve. I'm not going to worry about if they get their just desserts. I'm just, I'm going to focus on loving them like Christ loved me. Yeah. And I think just kind of bringing all this to a head, um, we as Christian men need to love others as Christ loves us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so hard to do sometimes. It's like we were talking about on the podcast this past week. It's hard to love some people, um, especially if, if they haven't um, been there for you. They haven't, you feel that they've wronged you. Um, but I mean, you don't know what's going on in their heart. You don't know what's going on in their life, in their head. <laughs> they could have just had the worst day ever, or maybe they just had one thing go wrong and they don't know how to handle it. Or maybe they just don't know Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, a, a good story of patience that I always use is um, my, my mother, um, her mom wasn't the best mom to her and um, burned a lot of bridges uh, with a lot of people. Um, and it seems like everyone is kind of abandoned my grandmother uh, in a way. And she's getting to the point where she can't really support herself um, and she needs people to take care of her. And my dad and my mom have just really stepped into that role even though my grandmother may, in some people's view, may not deserve that. But we all deserve the love of Jesus, which is what I feel like my parents are trying to show. Yeah. Um, even, even in that time. And I feel like there was a grudge there for a long time. Um, and, and you see how others, it's kind of turned them away from her. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that those people that are not involved in helping right now are feeling that they're feeling, what if I would have helped? Yeah, I know. And then they keep telling themselves like, Oh, but, but she did this and she did that back then she hurt me. But I just keep thinking about as time goes on and her health deteriorates. I just, I just wonder if there's a conviction there. And um, I just I would kind of echo that sentiment for for anybody who who has unresolved anger. I mean, we're told that we shouldn't let the sun go down being angry. Um, and so I feel like reconciliation is just so important. Um, however, you can start that process, start it. Yeah. Because what you what you hold inside of you will come out of you at some point, um, whether it be anger or just bitterness, or even happiness. If you have happiness, that comes out of you. Just like that comes out of you when you're in a good mood. Good energy comes out of you. It's the same thing with anger. Right. Um, people have always told me, even if I'm silent, they always like, we can tell something's wrong. Yeah. And, you know, just an action plan um, of prayer, getting in the word, not letting the enemy get a foothold in your life, having people that are in your life that care, that that um, that want to get involved, 
in, in what you're thinking and want to get in, and want to help. Um, talk to people. I mean, we, we, we have community here for a reason. Talk to God first, but then you know, talk to family, talk yeah. to friends um, about how you're feeling. Don't keep it in because that's how it, it grows. Right. You know? And one last thing that I would say is that um, anger is, it can kind of act like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say that one person's having a bad day, then, and they're just kind of like standoffish to other people. Yeah. Then uh, these other people that come into contact with this person, they're going to start feeling some type of way. Mm-hmm. And if they feel like they've been wronged by this person, then they're going to be having a bad day. And then it's, it, it kind of cycles through, like through more and more people who are interacting with these people. Yeah. And so it can kind of like start a flow of anger just from one person <laughs> to the next. Um, and this is actually like what I thought about when I was dealing with that woman that one day. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's probably having a bad day. Like somebody was rude yeah. to her or something, or she read something on Facebook that upset her or whatever. And now it's being passed on to me. And I have a choice. I can either continue the cycle, pass it on to somebody else, or I can let it stop with me and I can forgive that anger and I can get, and I can give it to God. And that's kind of like, that's where I, I think I've talked about this before, That that's how you suffer with Christ. Yeah. Because like all the sin stopped with him Mm. and like we're called to suffer with Christ because then we'll be glorified with Christ and I think that's how we can suffer is we can forgive and we can act like him in these situations. Um, and it's same, it's the same with generational curses too. It's like that, that alcoholism or whatever, like if you don't stop it, it's go, you're going to help pass it on. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's your choice. You can either pass it on or you can make it stop with you and right. like alcoholism or, you know, any sort of addiction or, uh, the way that your father treated your family mm-hmm. um, or the way that, that your mother treated your family or whatever, what it, whatever it is like, it can stop with you. Yeah. The anger can stop with you. The grudge can stop with you. Um, and honestly, it's such a freeing feeling knowing that you're in control like that. Yeah. And um, kind of piggybacking off of, off of that as we, as we wrap up here, um, the hope you know, we're called to be Christian leaders in our families. Um, when you think of a leader, you think of someone who is slow to anger. And because, I mean, it tells us in the Bible several times in Psalms, it, it basically makes the parallel in Proverbs, it makes the parallel wisdom and anger don't go together. Um. Nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, when you're angry, you're not thinking straight. You're not, you're not of a sound mind. Um, yeah. And we're called to be leaders. We're called to set an example. And I know, um, in my life, or at least early on in my life, um, I, I I looked up to a lot of people that had a problem with anger, and it it's like you said, it it kind of bled into me, mm-hmm. and it would kind of come through and it is it is something that young people see yeah in us um so we need to be mindful how how we're acting around our youth how how we are conducting ourselves how we're reacting to situations Mm -hmm. um a big judge of 
you know, your character is not the situations you're in, but how you handle the situations you're in. Um, you can choose to think about how you're going to get out of this situation, or you can choose to be angry about a situation. Um, and so, you know, just we're called to be leaders and leaders are wise. Leaders are slow to anger. Leaders, um, they look to God and they gather their strength from him. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, do you have any final thoughts as we close on out? Uh, there was one thing that I wanted to say real quick. Um, that was, uh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. <laughs> it's uh, the music. The happy it's, music. It's, it's, it's I the told happy you. music, man. It's just <laughs> immediately taking it away. <laughs> I'm on a beach somewhere right now. I know, right? Uh, um, oh, crap. What was it? This is good uh, thinking music, too. It is good thinking music. Um, it's kind of like making me anxious, though, because now I'm like, it's like Crap. Jeopardy. <laughs> I feel like the pastor who like has the music going in the background to make him like stop preaching. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> hey, this song is going to go for another three minutes. So we got three minutes. Oh, my word. Um, you know what? I'm just going to leave it on the cliffhanger, guys. Like, you got to come back to the next episode. You got to come back to the next episode. There you go. Well, guys, we, we're going to get out of here for the night. Um, sorry we ran over a little bit, but I think it's important to get on here and um, talk about these things with you. Um, as always, if you have prayer requests, you have anything you want um, you want us to be mindful of, email us, freewineunleavenedbread at gmail.com. Uh, send us a DM on Instagram. We are here to pray for you. We're here for you. Um, so that's going to do it for this edition. We will see you next time on Uncorked. Have a good night. Oh, I got